Are you looking for a space where you will learn to improve your mental strength, emotional health, and heal your insecurities from the inside out? Take the first step to living a more meaningful life with the Better Me with Body by Brie podcast. I'm your host, Brie. I'm a certified personal trainer, entrepreneur, and mother of three. I've helped empower thousands of women to take action through fitness, nutrition, meditation, personal development, and aligning thoughts with action. This podcast is for those who are ready to feel inspired and motivated to live a more purposeful life. Let's grow together. Being a mom is hard. Your social life often suffers because you're so busy with your kids and their own schedules. It's hard to meet friends, and it's even harder to meet genuine friends. You know the kinds of friends that I'm talking about. The ones who you call when you're in a bind because you have to take your baby to the doctor and you don't have a sitter, or the ones that you call to cry to because you just can't take another day of spit up, or a kid throwing another tantrum, or the friend you know you can vent to about the deep stuff, the stuff you know you won't be judged for because they genuinely care and they want to help. Those friends are hard to find. Those are the friends that I personally want in my life. I don't care about the superficial, fake friends who talk bad about you behind your back or the ones who I call energy suckers because they're so negative. They only want to talk bad about situations or people or talk about themselves. I just do not have time for that in my life right now. So what kind of friend are you? To be honest, I wasn't always the best friend. And when I was younger, I was immature. I was selfish, and I couldn't look past my own ambitions or my own desires. And when I was a teenager, I didn't really look outside myself. I think at that age, we're all a little selfish, but I wasn't the best for my, it wasn't the best for my friendships. And now looking back, me and my friends from high school, which we're all still friends 17 years later, but we will joke about how selfish we were, and I'm always apologizing for the things that I did because I was just, you know, selfish. And we really just, I don't think we were mature enough to really know how to nurture a relationship. So fast forward to college and I met my very best friend, Berkeley. And if you have seen my Instagram, you know that she is in there a lot. <laughs> She's my other half. Okay, maybe her and Adam are my other half. But something that drew me to Berkeley was that she was the most uplifting, kind, genuine person I had ever met. She genuinely cared about me. She encouraged me when I told her my goals. She complimented me all the time. She was building me up. She never talked bad about anyone. She was just so kind, and I knew I could count on her for anything in the whole world. And because of Berkeley's example to me on how to be a good friend, I wanted to be that for her. I wanted to be that for everyone else as well, and it made me feel so good and so loved that I wanted to implement that into my life, and I just wanted to uplift all the women around me. I wanted to encourage them. I wanted to believe in their goals and their dreams just as much as they did for themselves. I wanted to be that person that they can trust with their secrets, and I never wanted to talk bad about anyone. Well, guess what happened? I started attracting those types of relationships into my life. And I started meeting genuine friends who cared about one another. It was such a beautiful thing. I attracted a group of women who are incredible. My friends lift each other up. They are supportive and kind and genuine, and they are always looking out for one another and serving each other. And we can be silly and goofy, but we can also be deep 
and we can talk to each other about anything without any judgment because we're real with each other. And it's a certain energy that you put out there that you'll get back. So you'll notice when you start to treat people how you want to be treated, you'll attract that into your life. My friends never talk bad about each other. They're not catty or surface. They don't leave anyone out and they are full of love. So what is your circle of friends like? How do they treat each other? Do they talk about one another? Do they uplift you? Do they make you feel better about yourself? Do you enjoy being with them? Can you trust them? Now I want you to think, what kind of friend are you? When your friend is talking to you, are you genuinely interested or are you waiting for them to finish what they're saying so you can tell something about yourself? Are you calling them to check in on them? Do you ask about their life and their day? Do you offer to help with their kids or take them to dinner to lend a listening ear? Do you talk bad about people around them? Is it a competition between you two or are you complimenting them? Remember that you will attract the relationships and types of people into your life that you are putting out. So if you do want to leave a toxic relationship or a friend group because it doesn't uplift you, you can. You do not have to stick around because you're comfortable. If it doesn't serve you, leave. You can either leave or you can choose to start changing your interactions with them. And you can try to lead by example. So start serving them. Start doing everything you want to see in your friendship for them and see if they start to change. Have you noticed that you feel comfortable with friends on your level? And I actually call that on your vibration. So everybody vibrates at a certain level. So if you're vibrating at a lower frequency, you'll attract those lower frequency relationships. If you're vibrating at a lower frequency and then those people who are super happy and optimistic and uplifting come around, sometimes it will actually annoy you because you're like, ugh, they're just too positive. They're too happy. That's so annoying, right? You attract people that you vibrate at with their level. So if you don't feel comfortable around the lower vibration, raise your vibration so you attract somebody like you, right? So friendships are so important as mothers. You need the support. You need the tribe. You need the outlet. And remember that you are the average of the five closest people you surround yourself with. So it's important that you choose your friends wisely. So I want to give you six tips from one of my very favorite books. It's How to Win Friends and Influence People. And at the end, I want to ask a few self-evaluation questions to see where you can improve and also to see what you're doing right. So here are the six ways to make people like you and attract quality friends into your life. So the first principle is become genuinely interested in other people. Um, There's a great quote in the book, and it says, people are not interested in you. They're interested in themselves morning, noon, and after dinner. Have you noticed how good it feels when someone is genuinely interested in you, when they listen and they give feedback and they care Now I want you to pay attention to what you do when someone is talking to you. Do you zone out? Are you thinking of all the things you have to do that day? Are you just waiting for them to finish so that you can say what you want to say? So pay really close attention to that. Um, Another great quote is, if we want to make friends, let's put ourselves out to do things for other people. 
things that require time, energy, unselfishness, and thoughtfulness. That goes a long way. Serving other people goes a long way. And I want you to focus on try when you greet people, try greeting them with uh, animation and enthusiasm. Like be excited to see them so that you're showing that you are interest, that you're interested in them and make sure that is it's sincere because people can always tell if it's fake. Principle number two is to smile. And it's so easy. The expression on your face is way more important than the clothes you wear on your back. And I honestly make a point to make eye contact and smile at every person at the gym that I pass because I want to make connections. I love spreading joy and a smile goes a long way. And because I smile at people, it will spark conversation. And now I have a lot of friends at the gym because we broke down that barrier and we actually made eye contact and we started talking to each other. And it all started with just making eye contact and smiling at them. Principle three, remember that a person's name to that person is the sweetest and most important sound in any language. So remembering a person's name and using it in a conversation is a powerful but subtle compliment. And I would say most people don't remember names, like because they either say that, you know, they're distracted or they um, make excuses like they're too busy or they don't want to take the time and energy necessary to concentrate and repeat and fix the name in their mind. So I want to tell you a technique for remembering names. The first is if you don't hear the name, clearly ask for it to be repeated. And then if the name is um, like really challenging, then ask for them to spell it and repeat the name several times during the conversation. So I notice when someone just meets me and they say my name in conversation, I'm automatically drawn to them. I feel important. I feel seen. I feel heard. I feel like they care because it does make a big difference when somebody uses my name in conversation. Principle number four is to be a good listener. Encourage others to talk about themselves. Um, And an example that the book uses that I loved was if you want to know how to make people shun you and laugh at you behind your back and even despise you, here's the recipe. Never listen to anyone for long. Talk incessantly about yourself. If you have an idea while the other person is talking, don't wait for him or her to finish. Bust right in and interrupt them in the middle of the sentence. So those are obviously everything not to do. But I would say people who only talk of themselves are only thinking of themselves. So be very careful not to be that person. In order to be a good conversationalist, you must be an attentive listener. And the people that you're talking to are a hundred times more interested in themselves and their wants and problems than they are in you and your problems. So people really don't care as much as you think they do (laughs) about all of your little problems. So try listening to them. Try being a good listener and you can weed out the genuine people who want to genuinely help you or the people who just want to complain about their life to you. Um, So principle number five, talk in terms of the other person's interests. An example the author uses is about Theodore Roosevelt. And he said that he would, that Theodore Roosevelt, guests of Theodore Roosevelt were astonished at the range of knowledge, but he had a secret trick he used. Whenever Roosevelt expected a visitor, he sat up late the night before reading up on the subject in which he knew his guest was particularly interested. For Roosevelt knew, as all leaders know, that the royal road to a person's heart is to talk about the things he or she treasures most. And this is so true. That's the end of the quote. This is so true because people 
love talking about their passion. So if you know someone has a hobby and you want to get to know them, just ask about their hobby and they'll open up and they will light up. Um, The last principle, principle number six, is make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. So um, in order to say something kind about another person, observe and ask yourself, what is there about this person that I can honestly admire? So it should not come from a fake place. Look and see what is something you really do admire about them and then strive to radiate happiness and pass on a bit of the honest appreciation without trying to get something out of the other person in return. So you just have to genuinely make them feel important and not have any expectations of what they'll do after. And that's really another key to having good relationships is you cannot have expectations of how they should act, how they should treat you, how they should listen. You just have to do what you can do and then um, have no expectation for what they'll do after. So, okay, let's do a little self-evaluation. I'm going to ask you five questions, and I want you to just think about it for a second, okay? The first one is, do you go out of your way to check in on your friends and ask how they are going, how they are doing? This is a hard one because I know as moms, we get distracted with our own stuff, and sometimes it feels like a lot of energy to go outside of ourselves and ask, check on other people, but it is important if you want those good friendships. Number two, do you show interest in things they like? Number three, are you complimentary and do you encourage and lift them up? For me, if I see that my friends are, you know, I don't know, working really hard on getting like really good arms and I notice that it's working, I'm always like, oh my gosh, girl, look at your arms. You look so strong. I'm so proud of you. It's working. Keep up the good work. Like, That's such a high frequency and high vibration and it's a genuine compliment and it makes their day and they just love that. And then they in turn do it to me and they, we do it to our other friends. It just is such a, um, a, a rippling effect throughout the group. Uh, do you criticize or talk bad about other people around them? If somebody talks bad about someone else around me, I, I immediately think in my mind, okay, they're talking bad about me behind my back. So I made it a point to not talk bad about people ever because I never want somebody to think that about me. Um, And the last question is, do you listen to what they are saying and do you genuinely care? So friends are so important, especially while we're raising young people. We can feel isolated and alone and overwhelmed and the love and compassion of a genuine friend can make all the difference. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I didn't think that I'd get to have Berkeley Nicole Ward on my podcast, but I am. <laughs> so Berkeley's here. Um, I, if you don't know Berkeley, she actually hasn't even listened to the first part of this podcast about me talking about how much I love you and <laughs> everything you do for me and how you're the best friend in the whole world. So I thought it'd be fun to have her actually be on the podcast. And I wanted to ask you what you feel is like the number one thing or just a couple tips to try to attract the type of friend that you want in your life? Wow. Uh, that's kind of a big question. Um, I kind of think that's a two part series. First, I think it stems within yourself, being good to yourself, being comfortable with yourself, knowing who you are personally. And then the second part. Wait, wait, don't move on to the second one because I feel like that's so important because here, the reason why Berkeley is such a good friend to everybody else and why 
everybody loves Berkeley is because she's so confident in who she is that she doesn't feel the need to put others down or feel jealous or get envious of other people. All she does is just uplift them. She's sitting here smiling at me. <laughs> but awesome. I- <laughs> Try not to laugh in my big But all she does is uplift people. And it's because she's so secure with who she is as a person that she doesn't feel the need to do that. Like Berkeley never talks bad about other people. She doesn't gossip. She never puts other people down. She doesn't talk negative because all she sees is good in others because she sees good in herself. So that's really important before you move on. Like really, really important. I feel like this is my... This is my gold trophy episode. Oh my goodness, you guys. Um, that was very kind of Brie. Um, but yeah, I, I do feel confident with who I am. I'm very settled with who I am. That doesn't mean I don't have my own trials, my own hangups, but I don't let them hang me up. Mm-hmm. If I do have something like that, I try to get past it, and I don't want to project that forward. Mm-hmm. But part two... Do you want me to move on? Yes, you can move on. I just want to make sure we touch on it. Yes. That's like, I feel that's one of the most important because I do too. Even when I remember like when I was really insecure, like I was pregnant and I had gained all this weight and I was really insecure. I noticed I had a lot more negative thoughts. Like I just was like, Oh, that girl's so pretty. Like, why is she so lean? And why does she look so good? And look at me. I'm just over here. And like this pregnant, like it is hard. I understand that feeling. Like people might think, well, Berkeley is beautiful and look at her body. And of course she feels good about herself. Look at her, you know? So like, do you have any maybe like insecurities or something that you had to overcome that like people might not know about you because. Oh yeah. I mean, insecurities. I mean, you can never look at somebody and think just because they are the way they are, the look the way they are, that they don't have their own because we're all human and we're supposed to. It's not like I don't think we should ever count out that we'll ever have hardships or trials because that's part of life. So you just need to expect that people have those. Um, I've always had really bad acne, so that's been a really bad hang-up. This is actually a really cool thing. So I do have very bad skin due to some health issues, and I don't know, my skin is just crazy. So I've even had days where... When I'm sitting there looking in the mirror, I'm like, oh my gosh, today is not a day that I can go out and be in public. This is so embarrassing. Like, I don't even want to go out. And that is the second that I catch myself and I go, okay, actually, you have to do the complete opposite of what you just thought. That is the day where I'm like, okay, just kidding. Make a plan. You're going to go out. You're going to go see your friends. And the second you step out of that negative thought, all of a sudden you feel empowered in growth. And those are the days that I'm like, oh my gosh, it's not about my skin. It's about, yes, it's about who you are, who I am. And most people don't even notice or care. Like, you know, yeah, like they don't exactly. love Berkeley because of your good skin. Right. It's not why people love right. you. So yeah. my bad skin has always been a trial with me. I don't know. I mean, it's that's, just like no, that's silly things perfect. like that. That's but. perfect. That's a good example. Like you overcome that and you overcome your insecurities. It's not that you don't have them. It's that you're able to like look at, oh, me as a person is more important than those insecurities. Right. And also little tipper, if you try to not hide the thing that you're so scared of, that's also a really big yeah. empowerment. I actually don't wear makeup hardly ever. I just free ball it. I just go out. <laughs> my acne and all, I, just, I call it my zit beard because I have really bad hormonal acne. But I just free ball it. I don't hide behind it. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, I want to look beautiful, so I'll wear makeup certain days. But, I mean, it's part of me. 
Well, it's so funny. I've never even noticed it. Like really, right. I have never noticed it because you are so good at just like, this is who I am. Like, yeah. You know? And that's the part of feeling empowered is that it's your own hangup. It is. You would never, like anybody I talk to about it, oh, I've never really noticed that actually. And I'll show them a picture and they're like, that's you? And I'm like, yeah. But if you carry yourself proudly and you're proud of who you are, that's what people take away from it. They don't get fixated. Yes. Unless, of course, maybe somebody's in a really bad place and they just want to find something bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always those people, but, like, that's such a good – that is such a good example. And I feel like I was trying to tell you, like, I'm just going to embrace my curves. Like, I just – I'm not that, like, stick-thing person. That's not who I am. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to own it. I'm going to own this big old booty that I have. You I'm going to own – you know, it's and beautiful. I, yeah. And I feel like then, then we're not comparing with each other and with other people and with other girls. It's just like, no, I'm the best version of me and that's okay. Yeah. So a celebration of differences. Yes. Insecurities and all. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So what was your second point? Did I distract you? Do you remember? No, that was it great. That was such a good tangent. Um, part two is once you feel good with who you are, even if you don't, even if of course you have your insecurities, which we just talked about. Um, I just think it's so important to look at people and just know they're good and then tell them about it. Yes. <laughs> tell you're them so about good at being, that. what a good person they are. And I think such a good icebreaker that stands so true to me. I feel like I could make friends with a rock. <laughs> like <laughs> I could just kind of make friends with anybody. It is a God given gift, I think. But, um, Start with a compliment. Yes. Just start with a compliment, break the ice. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden that person is going to be, instead of ever putting somebody on the defense, put them on offense. Be like, oh, really? Thank you so much. And then all of a sudden you're moving forward rather Mm -hmm. than a defensive. So that's always such a good icebreaker is starting with a compliment. And just, you know, in my heart, I feel like people are just good. I just want to find the good in people. Yeah. And so that's how I talk to them. You yeah. know, I, I'm not shy to touch them. I'm a little bit more forward and I just want to get to know the goodness in them. Yeah. So I ask questions and you are really good at asking questions. You're really good at getting to know the person and like breaking down those walls and yeah, you know, like, like if you can be real with somebody mm-hmm. and actually be genuinely interested in who they are, yes, you'll be surprised at how easy it is to make a friend. Cause I've never met a person that says, no, I don't need a friend. Yeah. I, I don't want true. friends. That's like, true. People, even if it's an acquaintance friend, of course you have different levels of friendships. But everybody wants somebody to be nice to them. Yes. Everybody would love to hear a compliment. And so if you can project that forward, all of a sudden it's given back to you. Yes. And that's how friendships, I feel like, start. Mm-hmm. So just being willing to just, you might have to get out of your shell a little and bit. And be the one, like, be the friend that you want You want a friend to be to you. So, like, Absolutely. if you want people to ask about you, ask, ask about, about them. them. Like, be genuinely interested in them. If you want genuine relationships, yep. don't ask surface questions, right? Like, yeah. be genuine. Be real. Be open. Be yeah. raw. Like, if you want that friendship, you have to be that. Mm-hmm. It's levels. I mean, it might start off a little more, what do you do? Yeah. How are you? <laughs> it's kind of like a date. Um, but then yeah, let it get somewhere vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Let it get somewhere deep. If you want and be real. Yes. Like exactly. I, I hate when people are like, 
everything's fine. Everything's perfect. I'm good. Like, it's hard to get to know that person. It's hard yeah. to feel like you can be vulnerable with that Guys, person. everything is not fine. It's 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this. Like, when you can be vulnerable and open, then I feel like that creates a deeper connection, too. Because that's hard with moms. I feel like a lot of times we only get surface level level because it's like you're trying to have a conversation in between kids interrupting and running around and being crazy. So, like, I would say make time for that friendship, make Mm -hmm. time to go to that lunch or to do a girl's night or, you know, invite Mm -hmm. them over after the kids are in bed and just like try to like go out of your comfort zone and actually have a deeper connection. Yes. And I do know sometimes I know this because my mom is way introverted. Sometimes just the thought of making a friend can be overwhelming, right? But just decide one day and then wherever you are, it can happen. Yes. Like it literally can happen. So if you are at the gym, I know Bruce fitness girl. So you <laughs> girls are probably at the gym. If you're at the gym and you see a girl killing it in her workout, just walk up to him. I can't tell you actually how many friends I've made this way by walking up to a girl and be like, you are killing it. I just wanted yes. to tell you. I was watching I you. your hard work. Yeah. Because girls are working hard in the gym these days, yeah. you know, compliment them for it. Um, so it can happen there. It can happen with your next door neighbor or somebody down the street. Mm-hmm. Just don't be afraid. There's not like a friend palace. It has to happen organically in places yeah. that you go. Yeah, definitely. So. And I was going to say, um, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but like raising your vibration. We were talking about this last night, like work on yourself and, and where you're at and raise your vibration so that you attract the type of friend that you want in your life. Like if you're negative Nelly, if you're down on yourself, if you're constantly, you know, putting others down, that's the type of friend you're yes. also going to attract. You can't attract the friend who's like Berkeley because then it's going to be hard for Berkeley to relate or even like, you know, want to be with that low vibration. Cause it just doesn't mesh well. Like you kind of attract what you are. So if you're wanting that quality friendship, be that friend, raise the vibration, do the self work. Absolutely. So guys, energy is real. It's real. I'm vibing with my friend. Vibe girl. Vibe. Energy (laughs) is strong. (laughs) I'm so happy you're able to come on Burke. We could talk forever. If you guys want Berkeley to be on more, I think you should be on like every podcast with me. Well guys, this was like, (laughs) a podcast about me. What? (laughs) This is crazy. Berkeley hasn't even heard the whole first half where I like go on forever about no, she just, you she just grabbed me and said, I gotta have you on my podcast. Come, come with me. We're literally so sitting here in Newport, like on the floor in the hotel room and we're packing up our bags and I'm like, hurry, get down here. We're going to hurry and do this podcast. Cause you gotta be on it. Cause I just, I'm I want, not ready for it. Can you guys see? Yeah. Can you guys see? She looks really that look? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, if you want Berkeley on more, let me know. We'll just keep having her on cause she's wow. just a ray of sunshine, but I hope this helps you. I know that like moms, we need friends. We need support. We need that. And it's important and good quality friends are hard to find. And I think that's rare. And so we want to help you navigate that and know how to attract. Find a friend and then be a friend, you know, be a good friend. Yes. Like Brie. Yes. I just love you so much. (laughs) All right, guys. I hope this was helpful. Remember you're so much more than your body. You are strong. You are resilient and you are powerful. And we will see you back here next time. Oh, oh. Bye. Bye guys.